Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well, taking a little bit of time for yourself. You know, when we think about this winter season that we're in, you know, we're looking forward to warmer weather in future months. We're looking forward, some of us, to getting back into the garden and planting our flowers and our vegetables. And though we want those warmer temperatures to come, Well, unfortunately, we know where we live, we have to endure a little bit more of the cold. In the same way that we have changing of seasons, well, guess what? We have changing seasons in the stock market as well, don't we? We think about what we've gone through in the last two years as Americans. Jobs being lost, inflation eroding what we had for savings and seeing our spending increase significantly just to be able to buy the same amount of goods and services that we did before. And then watching how the Federal Reserve, in order to tackle the inflation, had to raise interest rates. And they had to raise them a number of times in order to be able to bring inflation down. But, you know, when you raise interest rates and you increase the cost of borrowing money, that's when jobs are lost. That's when the economy begins to shrink. That's when profitability goes down. And consequently, all of those things affect the stock value in your portfolio. It affects your retirement savings. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's true. We are coming to the end of winter. Or so it would appear that we're coming to the end of winter. And who doesn't want winter to end? So we look around and we're seeing some really, really good things. Now, before we get into this, I just want to remind you, if you have a question, I encourage you to ask that question. You can go to not one, but two different places that's easily obtainable. You can go to CapitalizeLife.com, which is the website for the radio show. Just click the Ask MJ button and type the question that comes directly to me. Or you can go to our website, JohnsonWIM, as in WealthIncomeManagement.com, and you can post your question there as well. I also remind you that my book, The Capitalized Retirement and Life is going to be 
available for purchase as of March 5th. Super excited about that. What a marathon that has been to complete the book, but hopefully it is something that you get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of learning out of, and it's something that you can pass on to friends and family as well. So back to the good news. What are we looking at? Well, if we kind of go back and just look at some of the statistics, at the end of 2021, the stock market was sitting at 4,766. And remember, I use the S&P 500 as the main primary benchmark. The Standard & Poor's 500 companies, that's the Fortune 500 companies index. And that's something that I think is a nice representation of our stock market. You start getting into things like the Dow Jones, which is only comprised of 30 companies, maybe the NASDAQ 100. You're starting to get into things that are a little bit more specialized. But the S&P 500 was sitting at an all-time high at the end of December 2021 of 4,766. And guess what, folks? Today, it is now at 4,839. That is astounding. Pat yourself on the back because we have actually made it through two years of being underwater. And we have finally made it back. In fact, the stock market is now 1.53% higher than where it ended back in December of 2021. So that's good news, right? We look at things like gold. If you had, say, a little bit of money stashed away, you had that in gold. And we look at gold futures. We look at gold values of the past. Back in December of 2021, Gold was 1,827, and today it's sitting at 2,031. It's up 11%. So if you had a little bit of that as a diversification within your portfolio, not too bad. Is that something you want to rely upon entirely? No, but it is something. It's just like maybe having, say, classic cars or having, say, some real estate. It's a diversification, something that you know that you can own that will appreciate or potentially appreciate over the course of time. Now, here's some big news. When we look at recent surveys that have just gone out across the United States, we see that sediment amongst investors is up 29% in the last two months. And in fact, when we think about that, that's the largest increase since the economy recovered from a recession in, get this, 1991. You know what? We've had a lot of volatility in the last two years, haven't we? We went through not one, not two, not even four, but 11 rate increases since February of 22 until now. And as a result, we see how that has impacted the economy. It's impacted jobs across the United States. And we see how that's affected profitability. And we understand that when you do something to tinker with interest rates and you consequently affect profitability, that's when all of a sudden you're going to now end up affecting the share price of that particular corporation that you might be investing in. And so we have seen the pitch and the yaw. We've seen the up and the down. We've seen the in and the out of market sediment. But now things seem to be turning around. And why is that? Well, I think that there's a couple of things. First and foremost, when we consider the fact that the Federal Reserve decided not to raise interest rates in December, that pretty much pointed that the Federal Reserve was done raising interest rates. And thank goodness for that. Because, you know, the whole goal 
was to bring inflation down. The goal was not to put us into a recession. And so that kind of brings me to my next point. What we're looking at in 2024 is the possibility the rates are indeed going to be cut. But I want to set your expectation because, you know, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one and they generally stink, as they say. But the reality is that there's the ultimate optimist out there that's expecting that we're going to see rate cuts in the first quarter, maybe the second quarter of 2024, that we're going to be seeing four to five rate cuts in 2024. And I think a lot of that is overly optimistic. I think when we look at the general consensus across the board with the Federal Reserve, many of the Feds are suggesting, if they're even opening their mouths right now, that they do not believe that there is going to be rate cuts until probably the third quarter of 2024. So I've been suggesting to clients maybe July or August at the earliest is when we would begin to see rate cuts. And not only that, but because it is taking place, likely, in the third quarter of 2024, that means that we're not going to be seeing four or five rate cuts. In fact, we may only end up seeing two, maybe three. But you know what? That's still movement in the right direction. When we look at mortgage rates, for instance, we have seen that banks and the mortgage lenders are beginning to anticipate that interest rates are going to be cut. In fact, when we look at, say, 30-year mortgages, 30-year mortgages back in October of 2023 nearly crossed the 8% mark. Now, I know some of you from the 80s and 90s, you're like, 8%, that was nothing. That's child's play. And of course, that's true. But when we look at what we've gone through really since the turn of the century, we know that we have been living in a very low interest rate environment for most of the time. And so this has become kind of the general societal way of things. We have noted that to keep the economy moving, low interest rates are always very accommodating to that. But now we're starting to see interest rates on those 30-year mortgages. They're nearly down to 6.5%, and that's going to no doubt help with those that are wanting to move, those that are wanting to build, those that are wanting to maybe increase to a larger, say, piece of real estate to live on for their family. We also know that 2024 is what kind of a year? That's right. You probably took the word right out of my mouth. It's an election year. Right. And if you're the guy that's in office or the gal, you want to have a very resilient stock market. You want to have a flourishing economy. Right. And so this is one of the things that I believe is going to be a political motivation in order to keep the Federal Reserve on point to drop interest rates. I believe that the Federal Reserve, no matter whether they say that they are completely independent, and completely unaffected by the sediment of the government, I also believe that there is indeed political influence. And you know what? As an election year, there's going to be a lot of political pressure, I believe, to get those interest rate cuts started. And so I think that that's going to lead to seeing something in the way of a cut in interest rates. Now, here's the thing. We also know that the Federal Reserve does not want to actually create a recession. There is still a very small possibility. It is small, but it's still a possibility that a recession could occur. And I think that this is the reason why they're looking at the third quarter. 
because they know that if they keep the interest rates elevated for too long, now all of a sudden they're going to be guilty of what's called over tightening. And so I believe that we're going to continue to see our market do fairly well. Now, not only that, but I also think because of the political motivations that are taking place in an election year, we hear that Biden just came out recently saying that he's going to cancel over $5 billion worth of student loans, which is to supposedly affect 74,000 people. We've seen much bigger plans on the horizon. $5 billion looks pretty small compared to what we've seen leaked, if it was even leaked. But the reality is, is that that also is going to no doubt influence voters. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So what are we supposed to make of all of this good news? I give you all of this in the first half of this program because the sediment in the second half is going to be continue to stay watchful and be on guard. Now, sit tight, have your pen and paper, because I want to encourage you to take notes on this. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Thanks for listening to our show. Our Income First model is a strategy that seeks to focus on income through a diverse portfolio of fixed income and fixed income-like equity positions. To accomplish this, we just avoid mutual funds and we focus on individual income-generating securities that can be customized and managed for your specific investment needs. By being willing to stray away from a short-term benchmark, we can focus on delivering a more secure and reliable year-over-year income stream and opportunistically manage through volatility To learn more about our Income First approach, just reach out to the show today. Call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time for some tough questions for these financial advisors. What makes Retirement Income Source different from other financial... Our extensive experience generating investment income quickly so you can have financial peace of mind, navigate your retirement smoothly, and have more time to spend with family and doing the things you love. Honey, we got to talk to these guys. A properly managed, income-oriented portfolio can successfully seek to deliver both short-term and long-term return outperformance to help solve most challenges investors face when investing for a more successful, sustainable retirement. Call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. The Retirement Income Source. Assets make things possible. Income makes things happen. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa 
and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. Today, we've been discussing in the first half of the program really a lot of optimistic news. You know, we have seen the Federal Reserve officially pause, or should I say officially, not officially pause interest rates. So we have got no indication that the Feds are going to continue to raise rates. That's good news. We have seen 30-year mortgages now tick down and that now they're sitting nearly at six and a half percent, which is great news. We are starting to see that optimism is creeping back into the market. We've made it all the way back out of the trough and we are now sitting just slightly above where we were in December of 2021. Congratulations to you. You have made it through the economic winter that we've had. But the reality is, is that we need to keep in mind everything that we've gone through in the last two years. We need to learn a lesson from that. So even though it's very easy to get caught up in the optimism, even though it's so easy to say, okay, now it's time for me to let my guard down, just breathe a little bit. I want to encourage you not to do that. I want to encourage you rather to remember that you are now two years closer to retirement if you're not yet retired than you were two years ago. And if you've been retired, well, now you're potentially two years into retirement or two years more into retirement than you were. And so these are important principles that we need to keep in mind for our money because, well, let's face it, no one's going to care for your retirement savings as much as you will. This is your money. You sacrificed, you worked hard for it, and it's your money. So in no particular order, Here's some things that I really encourage us to keep in mind for 2024. And the first is this, that if you're not taking and identifying the stage of life that you're in, and we talk about this on this radio show a lot because it is so vital, understanding if you're in the accumulation stage or you're in the distribution stage, figure out what you're in. It's not hard. And then begin to ascertain whether or not you are really investing correctly for that stage. In other words, if you still have, say, three to five years before retirement, well, I would challenge you to begin making that transitory positional change within your portfolio so that you're beginning to reduce the risk and you're beginning to focus more on income. Let's say you've got 10 years before retirement. Well, if you're 10 years from retirement, then obviously you were smack dab in the middle of the accumulation stage. And you need to be pedaled to the metal. You need to be focusing on dollar cost averaging, pouring as many dollars into that 401k, that 403b as you possibly can, using those low cost index funds within that 401k or 403b if you've got it, and making certain that you're focused on S&P index and mid cap and small cap, a nice diversification. Now, do you still want to take that kind of risk if you're, say, within three years of retirement? Probably not. If you're already in retirement, most definitely not. You don't want to continue to invest for growth when you're really looking at the objective of income. But this is the reason why we want to have a understanding of where you are and making certain that where you are and what your future objective is is what is driving you to make the investment decisions that you are. You see, all too often, 
I see individuals, and I know you've seen it too, where a person's retirement is being dictated by the retirement savings performance. And that is simply wrong. That is wrong on so many different levels. Oh, we can't take the trip now because we've lost too much in our stock portfolio. That is downright wrong. And if you've been going through that, you need to break that cycle right now. And I encourage you, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, things that you want to hear discussed on our radio show, I encourage you to go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com. And there you can go ahead and you can leave a comment. You can give a question to me if you'd like. Any a number of different ways. You can even call the office if you'd like and say that this is something that's really been on your mind. You'd like to be able to hear it discussed. The second thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to focus on dividends. Now, this can be very challenging, especially if you're, say, in the accumulation stage and the only sole retirement savings vehicle that you've got to your name is, say, your 403B or your 401K. And why is that? Well, because dividends cannot be paid within 401ks. In other words, you're not going to look at your statement and you're not going to see dividends being paid. But if you're investing outside of that 403b or you're investing outside of, say, that 457 plan or that 401k or whatever you happen to have through your employer, now you can definitely focus on owning individual positions that are going to pay you a dividend. If you're close to retirement and let's say that you're over the age of 59 and a half, you must understand that you have the capability of being able to roll your retirement, your employer retirement over into an IRA. There is a nine out of 10 chance that you can do that without any problems whatsoever. And what that does is that breaks you free of the fishbowl. This now affords you the opportunity of being able to take that money that you worked so hard to save in the 401k roll it tax-free to an IRA, and now you have the capability of investing those dollars in things that may be similar to what you had in the 401k, but you're going to be adding into that variable, that equation, the component of dividends. If you're retired, you know how important dividends are. You know how important interest is. And you know what? As the market has continued to recover over the course of the last two, three, four months, What we have seen is that it is so wonderful to be able to own an asset that is able to appreciate when the economy and the market is accommodating to that, but then to have dividends stacked on top of it. When you see a portfolio that has appreciated 7.5%, 8%, 9%, but then you also see that you get to tack on 5% in dividends on top of that, That makes you feel really, really good. And the reality is, is that if you're already into the distribution stage of your life, those dividends, those interest dollars being paid to you each and every month, well, that's your ray of sunshine every single month because those are dollars you get to spend if you want. And guess what? It doesn't touch your principal. I would just submit it this way. Make it very simple. Why would you want to really own anything for the future that's not going to pay you something? In other words, you know, how many people own a rental property just to say that they own a rental property? How many people own a farm just to say that they own a farm? Now, I'm sure that there's 
a few people out there that are like that, but that's kind of strange to me, right? That'd be strange to you too. We want to own something that's going to be productive. And you know what? Sometimes, as we've witnessed in the last two years, the market just isn't accommodating. The market environment is not accommodating because there's too many headwinds. But when the market is accommodating and we've got that income plus the appreciation, man, that's high living there. That's when we get to see exponential growth within our portfolios. Another encouragement would be if you have not found yourself a fiduciary yet, a real fiduciary, a licensed and experienced fiduciary, I encourage you to begin your quest to find one, to find one that knows how to take care of his or her clients. And what does that mean? Well, the word fiduciary gets thrown around a lot. You know, a fiduciary is someone who is required by law to provide advice that is in the best interest of the client and not that of the firms. A fiduciary is a person who is responsible for taking care of and doing for that client what's in their best interest. But where does that go? Like, what are the innuendos that are weaved into that statement? I would contend that you want to have a fiduciary working for you who understands the stage of life that you're in. Someone who takes the time to be able to have independent research, to have institutional management of their portfolio. Someone who doesn't simply go out and do market orders or simply check mark a box to put you into mutual funds or index funds, but someone who is actually working with professionally and institutionally managed accounts. Someone who is able to do limit orders so that you don't buy to look busy. You buy when the price is right. Someone who is able to research and identify if you're paying a high price to earnings ratio for that instrument, or if they're saying, you know what, there is better companies out there that have lower PEs and better dividends. Someone who is actually taking the time to truly diversify you by asset class. How many times have I looked through portfolios? I wouldn't even begin to count the number that I have seen of portfolios between spouses, portfolios where it looks as though it's a shotgun pattern, where the financial advisor is just taking a little bit of everything, all various different fund families, and he or she is just taking and shotgunning the money in all these various areas with the person ending up owning 30 different mutual funds so that the financial advisor, if it's a bad year, can blame the mutual fund managers. And when things are down, he can always probably find at least one or two bright spots. That's not what you're looking for. You are looking for someone who understands what your objective is. And if that's growth, giving you growth plus dividends. If that's, say, the objective of income, focusing on things that have lower P.E. ratios, things that are going to provide better yield in the form of income. Because remember, your goal is not to sell shares. Your goal is not to cannibalize your principal, but rather to preserve that principal and to give you the income off from what you're investing in so that you can live the retirement of your dreams. 
So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So remember, things are looking up. Things are looking very promising. I believe that we have gone through the winter and now spring is coming and aren't we all excited? But don't let your guard down. Continue to stay vigilant about your retirement savings. And if your financial advisor is now kicking back and relaxing and saying, okay, everything's going to be just fine. No, require more from your financial advisor. Require your financial advisor to be studious and reviews with you, showing you what the plan and the objective is so that you can have that retirement of your dreams. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.